0: Welcome to The Witness, the podcast that brings you first hand accounts and expert insights on critical issues shaping our world. In this episode, we delve into the pressing matter of freedom of press and speech in the contested region of Kashmir and India as a whole. Join us as we engage in captivating conversation with Anuradha Basin, the executive editor of Kashmir Times, who will provide us with an in depth analysis and personal experiences from the front lines of journalism in one of the world's most complex regions. Prepare to explore the challenges, triumphs and ongoing struggles faced by journalists and media organizations as they strive to navigate the delicate balance between reporting the truth and facing the repercussions of their work. Get ready for a thought-provoking and enlightening head-to-head conversation on the state of freedom of press and speech with our esteemed guest Anuradha Bassin right here on The Witness. So, my first question is regarding the... Uh, give us an like overall uh, view of how media is currently operating in Kashmir post-abrogation of Article 370 and annexation of the region.
1: Well, media is has virtually become very silent and uh, that is because of the kind of harassing and intimidating tactics that have been used consistently and systemically uh, by the government, uh, particularly after August 5th, 2019, uh, media is being harassed, intimidated. Some journalists have been arrested. Some have been put on no-fly lists. There, um, if there is, has been any critical uh, reporting, uh, those journalists have been summoned to police stations. You know, they are constantly called for uh, police verifications. Um, even uh, threatened um, and uh, physically harassed. And many journalists have also been put on the no-fly list. So uh, because of this and added to that, the local newspapers have um, uh, also have been impacted much more because um, their reliance is... On the uh, advertisement model of um, government ads. There, there's a lot of reliance on government subsidies of all kinds. And they fear that uh, you know their businesses will be shut down. So the newspapers are virtually not saying anything. And it's not just not saying anything. They are only amplifying um, today. They're only amplifying uh, the government statements, uh, the government handouts. Um, and that is extremely worrying, but because what you're not hearing is the other voices in Kashmir. Uh,
0: what what is the intention behind it? You think, as a journalist, like what could be the intention? Larger intention of the state of India to achieve? I
1: mean, when a state begins to control media like that, and it wants to just effectively use media as a publicity relation uh, vehicle. It obviously means, you know, the, the agenda is two pronged. One is to highlight the achievements or the so-called achievements of the government without any scrutiny and accountability. Number two is to hide the truths at the ground uh, level. So, uh, and and these are uh, linked because um, there is a bid to control the narrative by not showing uh, what is wrong with the government policies and actions uh, and instead paper it over with uh, a false narrative of government achievements. Okay, so you are
0: also executive editor of the Kashmir Times newspaper. Uh, Tell us about it. Is it still functioning? Is it still working, publishing, content?
1: Um. It's not the same as it was, we barely managed to uh, bring out a newspaper, it's a daily newspaper Um, and um, I'm, I'm afraid we are unable to publish daily because we have financially been badly hit. Other than that, it's not just the publication, it's also what we are saying because we do not have enough resources, we do not have enough staffers to dig out stories. Um, and I'm afraid even if we had those resources today, it would be difficult to find uh, reporters and staffers who would have had have the courage to question the government. Other than that, um, our publications suffered a great deal. Our Srinagar uh, edition was shut down in uh, October 2020 when our office was sealed uh, by the government and all our... Uh, infrastructure, our equipment uh, necessary for a publication was also uh, locked up, um, and uh, our uh, we had two more newspapers, a Hindi newspaper, a Dogri newspapers. They have also uh, being published from Jammu. They have also been shut down. So we are only today continuing with um, uh, the English Jammu edition. And uh, that is not something that I'm very proud of today, the kind of quality and the kind of regularity that we are able to maintain. Why do you think you have been targeted? The Kashmir Times
0: newspaper has been targeted. Uh,
1: the paper has an old history. It's been there for, since 1954. And it has always uh, stood up for uh, truth and, and for courageous journalism. It has been faced uh, intimidation and harassment by different governments in the past, but never like this, that, you know, you you would need to kind of completely uh, control and contain the size and the content of the publication. Things were never that bad. But uh, it was always a credible voice and... um, other than that, in 2019, I went to court against uh, the communication ban. I, I face vendetta because of that. I face vendetta because we continued to write and, and criticize where the government needed to be criticized. Uh, we tried to bring up stories that reflected some of the ground realities. Um, so that's, those are the reasons that we were targeted.
0: So, largely, what is the like situation currently in Kashmir? We read your like article in New York Times, which talks about like it's gonna be like it's happening there in India as well. It's like coming there. Can you please throw some light on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you do see the same signs that um, some of the experiments that have been tried in uh, Kashmir, and uh, I'm afraid, have uh, the government has been uh, able to control the narrative. They are now being Implemented in the rest of India with slight variations. I mean, uh, for instance, you have journalists under arrest and journalists being arrested under anti terror laws. Uh, That was something unheard of uh, earlier uh, within um, mainland India. Or Take, for instance, the recent, you know, the digital media um, ethics uh, rules that were uh, drafted and then then thereafter amended, which allows the, you know, one bureaucrat to decide uh, unilaterally and arbitrarily uh, what is fake news and what is uh, anti-national or, or what is plagiarism. That seems to take a leaf from the JNK media policy of 2020, uh, which gives a government uh, officer, um, whose role is actually an intermediary as head of the information department, to give that officer sweeping powers to decide and to judge. Um, what is um, a fake content, what is anti-national, what is plagiarism, and to suggest punitive action against those publications and those journalists. Um, And it talks about bringing out only the positive, the aim uh, of the policy is to uh, highlight the positive achievements of the government. And, And these are some of the things that are being emulated. I mean, other than you see the uh, several um, newspaper offices uh, in the last one year have been uh, raided. You uh, had raids on Newsclay, you had raids on News, Click, raids on, uh, news Laundry on uh, various pretexts, or or income tax enforcement directorate, and one for violations of money regulation and all that. Um, and and we recently had one on BBC, which is the first time that a foreign news organization uh, was targeted. So whenever they have, uh, there's something critical about the Modi government and the government does not like, they are going to go after those news organizations. That is the message that is being given. Right. And uh, so talking about Kashmir
0: again, uh, how was it for the media before 2019 happened, like this abrogation, of article <laughs> 370 happened? How was it for media the general environment to function and work?
1: I mean, things were never easy. Things were always um, difficult. Journalists in um, Jammu and Kashmir, and particularly in the Kashmir Valley, have always had to walk on the razor's edge, even even before, I think, insurgency started because Kashmir had a very different kind of politics. But particularly in the 90s, things worsened when uh, insurgency broke out, and in uh, response to that, India heavily militarized uh, the entire region. So journalists were caught between the guns on the two sides. And uh, subsequently there were also some um, surrendered gunmen who were working for the government. They were uh, the called the renegades or the Ikhwanis. Um, so many journalists were targeted physically, kidnapped, tortured uh, and killed um so these were the constraints that journalists always negotiated with and and tried to tell a story at that time um i think the difference today is that we don't face threats from other uh, non state uh, stakeholders as much as we face threats from the state which is also an entity that we expect to uh, respond um, when our press freedoms are snatched. So even through the 90s that uh, the journalists were negotiating a tough terrain and, and were being targeted even by the government forces, there were always Uh, communication channels open between journalists, journalist organizations and uh, the government. Those channels have completely broken down. There is no communication between the government and the journalists other than that the journalists are required to amplify the government voices and the government can crack down on them when they speak up. There's no middle ground, there's no recourse to, and then and, and the state has become the biggest repressor of press freedoms, and then that is the difference today.
0: What is being achieved? That's like my larger question. What is to be achieved by the government there? I understand that they want to paint a picture of like normalcy and development in Kashmir, but by silencing journalists and activists on the ground, like, ha- has it been like working or it's going to like benefit them anyway?
1: You know, I mean, it can benefit uh, one political group for, but only temporarily. Because what they are doing is not, uh, it's it's harmful for democracy, it's harmful for the country. When you stop the press, uh, which acts as a counterbalance in a democracy, a very important role that it plays, it, it basically diagnoses the problems on the ground. So what is happening is the government is, does not have a diagnosis of what is wrong and what is right at the ground level. How are their policies uh, faring out? Uh, the public, which has a right to know, um, does not uh, know of any other narrative than what the government is telling them. So what we are doing is putting up in the public domain all lies or half-truths. And these half truths and lies are dangerous for a democracy because we are unable to unable to foresee or to analyze things that are seriously ailing uh, in the country, um, and 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 to try and fix them up. And and I think that that is the biggest harm. And do you think the mainstream media in India is like
0: towing the line of this state, and particularly the current government?
1: Yeah, yeah, more or less. I mean barring some exceptions, and today you see those exceptions shrinking even further. The mainstream media has not only been silent, it has become the cheerleader a section of It is a, a dominant section of uh, Indian media today. has become the cheerleader of the government. And uh, my last question, where
0: do you think it is going and what could be the role of people or the journalists on the ground currently? Mm-hmm in the context of Kashmir.
1: I'm journalists today are living under an overwhelming uh, climate of fear. And uh, I don't know what role uh, they can play at the moment. But where is this going? It's it's pretty worrying. For now, the government has been able to manage the narrative uh, very ably. But what it is not allowing us to see is How are its policies impacting on the ground? How are they shaping people's life? How, whether or not their people are happy or are they uh, discontent with the kind of policies shaping on the ground? Whether or not this is going to, um, what it is doing to economy, what it is doing to uh, the political empowerment of the people, what it is doing to um, in, in a very uh, complex and delicate state like jammu and kashmir on the external borders um i think if we are unable to see all of that it's it's difficult to fix the problem
0: and can we say that modi government has been like uh, successful in managing media or in generally in india as well obviously in kashmir um
1: i wouldn't say in india at the moment but it's on the road to doing that uh, in Kashmir, yes, it has been able to um, manage to control the media. And there are uh, just a few reporters who are now reporting in Kashmir. And But what we see is um, either very sketchy reports, if there is a bit of criticism, or if there is even some kind of an investigation, it is about um, subjects where, you know, care has been taken that the government would not be too displeased. Thank you so much, Anuradha. Thanks for your time. I highly appreciate it. Thank you.
0: As we conclude this episode of The Witness, we extend our heartfelt gratitude to Anuradha Basin, executive editor of Kashmir Times, for sharing her invaluable insights and shedding light on the state of freedom of press and speech in Kashmir and in India. Through her experiences and expertise, we have gained a deeper understanding of the challenges faced by journalists in complex landscape. The struggle for journalistic freedom continues to be a vital issue, shaping not only the media landscape but also the broader fabric of society. We encourage our listeners to stay informed, support independent journalism and actively advocate for the protection of press freedom around the world. Join us again on The Witness as we bring you more compelling stories and expert perspectives that bear witness to the critical issues shaping the world. Thank you for being part of this journey and until next time, remember to question, seek the truth and be the voice that makes a difference.